Hello, it's Andrea. Good morning from Hawaii. Oh, oh my gosh. So, if you have been following me in my journey, you have probably noticed that I have softened immensely. I have really shifted into a way of being that is so much more loving and spacious and just warm, just really warm. Um, I've gotten that feedback and I've also noticed it within myself. And I wanted to talk about divine feminine energy because I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've probably seen it on Instagram and a lot of people talking about it. But what I'm hoping to share with you today is how it shows up in my life and how it has evolved and really awakened within me. And so that you can have a different perspective and a personal story, um, not so that you can com compare your story because everyone's journey is so different. And so as with anything that I shared, please don't compare yourself. It's really just a reference point so that you can actually hear from someone and start to see how it shows up in your life. And um, how it could blossom in you. Um, so divine feminine energy, the way I would really just explain it simply is when you are in your healthy feminine energy. And so feminine and masculine energy, everyone, everything has both because we are beings that have dualities within us. And you do not have to be a man or a woman to be masculine or feminine, it is a certain kind of energy and an embodiment of that energy. And so divine feminine energy, I would say, is probably a level expanded and one level up um, in terms of the sacredness and the use of it for um, the highest good of not just you, but for everyone else. Um, but really, it's about talking about healthy feminine. And so if we're going to talk about healthy feminine, I think it's going to be important to talk about wounded feminine. And so wounded feminine, you can see this in terms of, you know, sacrificing yourself, being desperate for love, excessively attached, which is really about having the sense of control and needing to manipulate a situation because you don't feel safe or trusting of something. Um, wounded feminine is also being stuck in the victimhood state and always wondering like why me and everything happened to me and it's unfair um, it also comes from a deep insecurity and just being insecure about everything um, a lot of external validation and having no boundaries or sense of boundaries when it comes to other people whether it's in what you share or um, how you're feeling there's just like no boundaries. And so wounded feminine, when you really think about it, it can show up also as codependency. It can show up as just people pleasing. A lot of things that can be normalized in patriarchal cultures that is actually for women to feel and not be empowered is really what wounded feminine encompasses. Um, and at the end of the day, it's really what I've noticed is a lot of codependent tendencies. 
And so again, the vocabulary is going to be different depending on what you're reading and who you're talking to, but these are the characteristics. And then on the flip side, healthy feminine, having strong boundaries, knowing what is for you and what you're open to and what you are not available to, um, being loving and supportive, being vulnerable, compassionate, authentic, being receptive, and being comfortable, confident in your body, being intuitive, being creative, being able to ask for what you need, enjoying the process of creation. And I think I would add within that, it's a level of trust and patience and surrender. Um, there's also this element of being able to relate to others by listening and holding space and sharing and creating a, a community. Um, and so if that's the healthy feminine, just notice that the wounded feminine is really imbalanced. It's kind of to the extreme um, of a, a lack and scarcity. And then the healthy feminine is just having much more of a groundedness and centeredness in their, in, in, in your being. Um, and again, this can go from, from all and any gender. Um, and so I'm starting with that because, um, where I'm at now, as I'm recording this to you, I would say that I'm probably in my most healthy feminine energy that I've ever been. And I'm only continuing to deepen into that and soften into that. Um, this could be a whole nother podcast episode, but really the biggest lessons in my life right now is really deepening my patience and therefore the deep trust and surrender in everything unfolding for me. I just get to flow with it. Um, really, really, really what continues to come up for me is this patience. Um, but anyway, going back to healthy feminine, um, for me personally, there were probably two really, really big pivotal experiences that completely shifted something within me to my core in my body, which is why I am the way that I am and showing up the way that I am now. So just to give you some context, I have been on an embodiment journey for years now. Um, it's naturally become a part of my work and what I offer in the spaces I hold in the coaching I do. It's all about embodiment, but before it was even a buzz term, it was naturally something that came up for me in the last three years. And so in my embodiment journey really began with being able to move and trust the movement and physical sensations and just letting my body lead the way and then my mind listening to my body after versus a top-down approach where my mind would have previously wanted to control and know and, and think through everything and then my body having a say. It's actually quite the opposite now and it's a big part of what I guide and teach other people in. And with that, it's really about listening to the very nuanced sensations of my body, being able to navigate the nuances and have discernment within myself to know what's a full body yes and what's a full body no and what's a curiosity and what's an opening and what's a, what's a dot, dot, dot and really, really learning all the different facets and nuances of how my body commu communicates to me on a daily basis. Um, not just when I check in with it. Um, and 
I've been on that journey for about three years now. It's also contributed to my sensuality and my sexuality um, throughout the relationships I've had. I've always noticed that, you know, before I would always be in my head um, in physically intimate um, situations and like really not be able to sink into the pleasure and the senses of everything. Um, so for me to be in Hawaii now and literally just be able to hear and feel and taste and touch and smell everything, like to the point where it drizzling on drizzling and raining and me getting caught in the rain becomes this sensual spiritual experience. Um, it is a huge growth within me. So, you know, I've been on this embodiment journey. It's also had to do with a lot of, um, rectifying my relationship with my womb and my period cycles. Um, I have always had periods that have caused me a lot of discomfort, a lot of pain, a lot of um, uncertainty. Um, I would spend the first day, day and a half completely debilitated, not even just like you know, cramping a little bit, but completely in bed, um, either throwing up or in the bathroom and having a heat pad on me, sweating profusely, feeling like I died a little bit, and then um, having um, my body release, you know, the, the blood for my period. Um, it literally always just felt like a rebirth phase. And um, it's it's had to do with a lot of what I was eating and a lot of like clearing old sexual energy and a lot of clearing out womb space and a lot of old energy from my womb. Um, and that's a whole nother journey in and of itself. But, you know, there's a lot of nuances and a lot of parts and pieces to claiming the feminine. And it's going to show up differently in different phases for every single person. So going back to the two pivotal, pivotal life changing moments. Okay, so the first one I would say is, um, and again, everything that I just described to you that I've been doing um, was like leading up to these really pivotal moments um, because it doesn't just happen. You have, you have to be open to receiving this shift and have this intention to work on it. And for me, um, really, really embodying the divine feminine has, that seed was planted in me three years ago. And so it's only continued to sprout. And I know, I knew even back then, even though I couldn't put words to it, the value of being um, vulnerable and compassionate and just really, really soft, like having my softness be a strength where people know that they can be deeply held, um, but it's not going to be unpredictable or it's going to be um like like a water bed that com like completely pops um so having a, a strong and safe container to be able to fall apart for lack of a better term so back in march i forget the exact date um i believe that's when the shootings in atlanta happened and the shootings in atlanta included all asian women who were killed and shot um at a spa right a couple of spas and uh that 
completely woke up something inside me that showed me at the time that I there's something in in my being that didn't feel completely safe. Um, didn't feel completely safe around men, didn't feel completely safe in my own body as an Asian woman, didn't feel completely safe to be me. And um, I ended up going on a trip. Um, funny story about that is I booked a, a, a staycation for myself to go to Joshua Tree for just that weekend. And um, I booked it and had every intention to go. And the day of, literally the day of, I checked in with myself and my intuition was like, don't go. And so here I have paid for it, um, packed for it, ready for it, was literally about to bring my bags down. And um, I got this message of like, nope, don't go. And I was like, huh, okay. And then on top of that, with the, the shootings that had happened and the news just, you know, blowing up and a lot of energy around that um, in social media and conversations, I was like, you know what? Not, a, not only am I getting this intuitive hit not to go, but I, I, I don't feel safe. And in, in my mind, it, it makes sense not to go. So I didn't go and... Um, you know, with my communication skills and everything that I, I live and, and breathe, um, I was able to get a half refund from the person directly and, and tell her what the situation was, and she was very understanding. Um, but what that led to was also another intuitive hit of like, you know what, if you're not going to go on a physical trip, you should go on a trip. And so I ended up getting um, a just uh, some space and time to go on a microdose and what ended up happening was I had a full-on conversation with my grandpa uh, on my mom's side which at this point you know has been um, a guide and a loving support um, loving supportive ancestor for me and so um, that weekend I was just having this conversation with him and there were so many breakthroughs in my entire time talking to him but the biggest one which completely shifted something inside me was that I told him and when I say I told him I said it in my mind and sometimes I would say things out loud but I I told him I said Grandpa, I'm really scared. I don't feel safe. And he said back to me, I heard him say to me, don't, wo don't worry, I will protect you. And when I heard that, I just started crying. I just started bawling, not even crying, like wailing. <laughs> and then I said to him, I said, will you protect my brother and sister too. And he said, yes, I will protect them too. And I said, will you protect mommy and daddy too? And he said, yes, I will protect them too. And I was relieved in hearing him say that. And I could already feel 
some relief in my body and like just a relaxation just come over me and I just, you know, and um, not so long after that, I was like, wait a minute, why did I say mommy and daddy? That was really interesting. I, have, I don't refer to my mom and dad as mommy and daddy, but why did I specifically say that to him? And when I thought about it, and this was like half an hour, an hour later, um, after I, I processed and let the emotions just flow through me, this relief and this, oh, you know, just, just immense relief and, and <clears throat> just gratitude for having and being able to connect with him. Um, and then I was like, why did I call, why did I call them mommy and daddy? And I, in my mind, cause I see things visually in my mind, um, I was brought back to a moment and it felt like I was reliving the moment as, as an observer. It literally felt like, it felt like I was traveling back in time and looking at this memory that was coming up in my mind for me as a third party person, as the version I was in that moment. And so I got a flashback moment of, when I was in middle school, and I, I still remember this so clearly. Um, and I was laying in my bed with my sister. We were just talking, hanging out. I think we were laughing over something. I was in, I was in middle school. I don't even know how old I was, 13, 11? I'm not sure, um, to be perfectly honest with you. And so I remember seeing this flashback of me. I was hanging out with my sister, and then my mom comes over and there was this, I could see as looking at this memory, I could see, you know, me and my sister laying on my bed, just hanging out. And then my mom comes over with this like Eeyore cloud over her head energy. Something about her was, was off and something was just this dark, sullen kind of energy. And what I was observing in this memory was the moment that my mom told us that grandpa had passed away. And um, why this was really important was because what I got from this memory, seeing it as the perspective of where I was in that moment, I was able to see that even though my mom didn't say anything specifically and explicitly to me, my middle school self being sensitive and empathic, even though I didn't know what that meant or what that even looked like at the time, I was able to see that a part of me could pick up on her sadness. A part of me back then knew something was wrong. She told me, you know, grandpa had passed away and she didn't seem to exhibit any sort of, um, like intense, she didn't break down in front of us. She, she just told us, and it was very just like, you know, uh, lifeless. And um, I, I could see and I could sense, I could, I could notice that something inside her had, had broken, like her heart had just broken and dropped. And I, I saw in this memory, this flashback of mine, that since middle school, when my mom told me something when my, when my mom told us that grandpa had passed away and it was unexpected, um, my middle school self subconsciously, there was something in me that decided 
I need to protect my mom. I need to protect her. I need to protect my, my sister, my family. I need to protect her. And so um, that was really important for me to notice because um, it clarified for me where this need for protecting other people and this need for control and this need for making sure people are safe came from. And of course, there's so many other things that add on to this, but for the purposes of where I am in, in me softening and having this limitless trust and surrender now, for me, that was a huge shift to realize that there was something inside me that truly, really believed on, on a cellular subconscious level that I needed to protect everyone around me, that I needed to be the one doing that. And um, energetically, that's why, you know, even if I want to relax, I'm always on guard. And I was always like looking and thinking like 18 steps ahead and always, you know, overgiving and sacrificing myself. And really how it showed up for me was this need for control over my, the situation. Because, um, you know, when my mom told me that her dad had passed away, um, I didn't have much of a memory of him because my time spent with him in person was limited. And it was when, in, when I was younger. But um, it made a lot of sense why I was like, you know, will you protect mommy and daddy too? And so... Putting that all together, what really shifted for me after that communication with my grandpa was like, oh my gosh, I don't need to protect them anymore. It literally felt like the, there was a rod in my being that kept me upright and uptight and like really needing control and really needing to know. And after hearing from my grandpa that like, he's got it. I don't need to do, I don't need to worry or protect them anymore. Um, that there's nothing to worry about. It literally felt like the rod had been pulled outside of me and I just like melted. I just completely just, there was a softness in being in my being after that. And there was a big cry. I, I cried so hard. I uncontrollably, um, realizing and putting these pieces together. Um, cause I realized that I was still operating from, um, a middle school version of me that was really scared for my mom and, um, believed that I needed to be there for her all the time. Um, and that if I wasn't, it would cause her some sort of heartbreak. Um, so yeah, that was one of the most life-changing experiences in just the last couple of months um, that on an energetic and physical level and spiritual level, it just completely, yeah, uh, after that, you know, even if um, there were news, uh, whether it was COVID-related or shooting-related, um, I felt safe. I felt safe in my body and I could trust that. And I could also trust in the knowing that I am, I'm so protected and, and blessed by my grandpa who has my back, that I'm, I'm not alone, even if I am physically alone. Um, 
So that was number one, a huge, huge shift. Um, I, I just wasn't the same person after that. Um, another shift was um, when my now ex and I decided to not continue um, in our relationship and we mutually uh, chosen to uh, conscious uncoupling. Um, I had been away in San Diego um, for what was supposed to be a staycation for both of us, but ended up being a staycation for myself and a really divinely timed um, time away um, and space away and also time and space with some people I know in San Diego. Um, what really shifted for me after coming back that weekend, which is when um, we decided to, to break up, to consciously uncouple, what was very clear to me that weekend was how much of the relationship I had been in my toxic and wounded feminine. And even if I thought I was in my healthy feminine and, you know, recognizing that I only knew what I knew at the time and that I don't regret our relationship. It was a beautiful, deeply healing relationship. But looking back and, and we've discussed this together mutually, um, you know, there were a lot of times where um, for him and uh, be, be between us um, and, and, you know, mind you, we were quarantined together and we were also together before that. But quarantining with someone brings up a lot more to the surface on an expedited, accelerated pace, which I'm very grateful for. Um, and I wouldn't have wanted to be quarantined with anyone else. <laughs> Just with how beautifully co-created and conscious we were in in the relationship. Um, at the end of the day, what really shifted was um, him being the one who wanted to consciously uncouple and me being able to say, I completely agree with you because I realized that I have not been the woman that I know I could be. Um, there were so many times when I was acting out of insecurity and I said things and projected things on you that hurt you that I didn't mean but felt that I did at the time and needing external validation from you and really just exhibiting these codependent tendencies with him. And, and on top of that, me not being able to give him the space to be in his masculine, the trust that he will show up as the man that he is and that I always know that he knew that he could be. Um, in me being in the wounded feminine and toxic feminine, I made it a very shaky grounds for him to show up as the man in the relationship. And what it really just boils down to is that I, it can feel really um, like sabotaging and feeling like I don't actually trust him even though I want to. Um, and this would show up in little things like, you know, 
um, getting defensive or sassy if he didn't do something um, and being passive aggressive about it. Um, it could be anything from um, kind of like calling him out for something that maybe I expected him to do but didn't communicate to him. So it was a lot of what, what ends up being miscommunication comes from, from me, a lack of trust and needing it to be perfect in a certain way. Otherwise, I don't interpret it as um, something that he wanted to do for me. And so this overall sense of control and insecurity and, and needing um, to experience something a certain way, perfectionism, um, was really kind of creating little rifts in our relationship. Um, I mean, I would say that our relationship was really, really solid and beautiful, but these little cracks weren't um, sustainable for the long run. And it, and it was actually draining a lot from our relationship in terms of how playful and warm and um, loving I am now. And so, you know, he and I have talked about all of this, like all of it, um, and have had deep, open discussions about all of it, which I am so grateful for. Um, but realizing and having it dawn on me how many times all the things that I was growing resentful about towards him was actually a result of me not being in my healthy feminine and me wanting to control a certain way or have him do or be a certain thing. And um, yeah, just that moment of taking full responsibility was really, really life-changing because um, it was realizing that on a deep, 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 deep level, like I'm not here to please him and he is not here to please me. And I am truly, deeply the source of my own happiness in every way, shape, or form. And I knew this intellectually, but to feel this on a deep, deep, deep level um, and to know that there were uh, there was something kind of like missing um, and it was a result of just a lot of like leaks from these little tiny cracks, these little tiny cracks, um, which do add up over time and do kind of like weather the, the radiance of the relationship. Um, just having that recognition and having that conversation and then being able to be like, yeah, wow, I have not been the woman, the loving, supportive, just, just fully expressed, fully, fully, um, the fullness of me. I haven't been that person. Um, and yes, you know, I could have made the, made the reason of like, oh, we didn't have space and, and like that is a part of it, but just having the recognition of like, wow, okay, I wasn't fully in my healthy feminine. I wasn't in my divine, in my divine feminine. And so therefore, you know, I can't have the expectation of you being in your divine masculine. Um, how unfair is that when I'm not showing up in, in that way to compliment you? Um, that was a really pivotal moment to have a conscious uncoupling and with that, the recognition and responsibility of how I contributed to that. Um, it was really powerful because 
it was on paper a breakup it was deeply healing because when there is no blame or shame or let's put it this way when there's no blame or shame and instead of that there's a deep sense of cleaning up after yourself as you uncouple it just it, it just it's not a breakup at that point. It's really just an uncoupling. You're choosing to step out and step away on your own path. Um, so having that experience of such a clean breakup was a deeply healing experience and showed me the power of really being in my, in my love and vulnerability and support and softness on a whole nother level, especially in a relationship with another person. Um, yeah, and so to know that my last relationship wasn't the life, lifelong, long-term partnership that I know I desire, and it was because I wasn't in my fullest expression as a divine feminine um, embodied person, yeah, I was very clear on what needed to change within me for me to have everything that I do desire and to receive that. So I hope that makes sense. Um, would love to know how this landed for you. Um, these, like I said, are really big, pivotal moments, life-shifting, deep, body-shifting moments, and, and not even moments, situations, events in my life that really, really have contributed to my growth tremendously up to this point and it's all happened in the last couple of months um i hope that was supportive um and i can't wait to hear about how this shows up in you and what you you might be experiencing sending you lots of love as always <laughs>